1: Pop.
0: Welcome to Switched On Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding.
1: And I'm Estelle Caswell, a video producer at Vox, and I make a show called Earworm.
0: Okay, so every couple of years in music, things will converge around... A sound mm-hmm. and you and I bumped into this sound at the exact same moment you shared a playlist with me a few weeks ago right what did you call it
1: I called it the wobbly underwater intro
0: and I immediately wrote back with a playlist that I sent to you which I called the ambient intro and there's this thing where all of music seems to be starting with this like wobbly, underwater, drunken sound.
1: Yeah, everything sounds like it was recorded 15 feet in a swimming pool, and it's very low and deep and wobbly and muddy, and it's literally on every pop song right now.
0: So you made this really great mashup of intros. What was your source again?
1: Every couple of weeks, I go to Spotify's like top fifty chart just to like learn all of the songs that are like really popular right now. Because all I do is listen to old music <laughs> for my job. Yeah. Um, and this is a moment for me to like kind of refresh and hear what's like going on right now. And I I played every song, and every song had the same intro.
0: This is like Spotify's top. 50 yeah. global trending. So here's what we were hearing. This is a mashup of the intros of all of the songs in Estelle's playlist. Yeah. Yeah. You might know that one. Yeah. That's Ariana. That's Halsey, right?
1: Yeah. I can't remember. This is Kendrick.
0: So we're not crazy, right? Like, everything seems to be converging around this underwater wobbly sound.
1: Yeah, it's a different instrument, but the same effects, essentially.
0: We're obviously not playing what happens after that. Usually in the verse, we're going to get some beats, some more excitement, but usually that sound will sort of persist throughout the rest of the track in the background. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do today is figure out what is this thing? And in order to do so... I spent some time recreating this sound, and I wanted to help you all think about what this sound is because I actually think it's really important to what's happening here at Recode. It's going to tell us about which direction music technology is going in a bit. And then Estelle makes just the best videos on breaking down the history and where things come from, so you're going to cover that half.
1: I get obsessed with origin stories.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to figure out what the sound is, you're going to tell us where it came from. Yeah. So to begin with, we spoke with Oakfelder actually. Oakfelder was a code uh, speaker two years ago. He is one of the top music producers. He has done songs with Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, Lizzo, folks like this. And we gave him a call to ask him, what is this sound?
2: As far as the wobbly sort of out of pitch thing is concerned, we kind of had a love affair with digital recording and everything being perfect. And then after we got tired of that, we started becoming nostalgic for the sound of, like, tape and, and vinyl. And so if you have an old vinyl or you got an old, like, if you got, like, an old messed up tape, a lot of times you'll have, like, a pitch wobble. And so a lot of plug-in makers, people who make, like, who make like uh, software, have started making software that emulate this phenomenon.
0: The people who are making software for music creation are emulating the sound of old tape. Let me show you what I'm talking about. If you want to make music that sounds old, you can pull up your computer, you can grab sample libraries from Splice. Sample library are just downloadable samples that have been cleared for you know, licensed use. A sample library like Dusty Grooves, Vintage Soul, dusty hip hop grooves. Everything is very dirty. Yeah, it's all dusty. (laughs) Dusty. It needs to be cleaned up. If you need some synthesizers, you can get skeuomorphic synthesizers that look like ancient synthesizers that have been around forever uh, that you can put on your computer if you need effects effects look like tape machines. They look like amplifiers. They look like big old studio boards. This is all skeuomorphic design that Apple threw out long ago, and the rest of the software industry has sort of moved into more of a flat aesthetic, but music is looking backward. My favorite, actually, is one from Native Instruments, which is the audio degradation suite which looks like a VHS tape and it has a bunch of knobs on it.
1: I think the crazy thing about this, I don't know if you can see on the screen, but I'll describe it, is it's a VHS player, like a, a VHS tape with knobs on it, which doesn't make any sense. No. You don't use knobs but on But
0: it a sounds great. <laughs> yeah. and, and to figure out this sound, I wanted to Demo a project which you have not heard yet. I'm I really excited to share this heard with this you. This so scary. I get really excited about YouTube. If if people have been radicalized by YouTube, I've been radicalized by music creator YouTube, and it's actually a really wonderful subgenre of YouTube.
1: It's delightful. Uh,
0: yes, it's wonderful. And and so I went and looked, checked out a couple of creators about how to make this sound. The first person I went to was a creator named Adam Neely. He's a music theorist and performer, and he sort of pointed to you. You have to start with some foundational material. We needed some kind of loop, and he said a great place to find loop is actually on archive.org where a uh, former I think employee of Kmart had a whole audio library of the cassettes that they used to play in the Kmart stores in the 80s and 90s and so I thought it'd be fun to mine some of these sounds uh, as suggested by Adam Neely. So this is the first thing I heard when I pulled this up.
2: Shoppers, Kmart offers an easy layaway plan for your shopping convenience it's available in every
0: Not a very hot beat. So I, I kept searching and I eventually found this little section I thought maybe we could do something with.
1: Is this a holiday song?
0: I think it's like general Muzak, feel good. Oh, God. We're not close to pop song yet, you right? You hear
1: the tape hiss, though. That's what's
0: Exactly, yes, yeah, so you have the, the cassette is already there. So that's like an essential part of the, the quality. We need the old sound. But we needed to mess with it more, so I took the song and I slowed it down and I changed some of the chords to make it a little more interesting.
1: It's got a groove. Yeah,
0: right, you can feel that. Ooh. <laughs> right?
1: It's getting a little scary.
0: I still felt like it was missing some of the essential qualities of this, this older feel. Like it, it has the cassette thing, but I, I, as I was going through my sort of YouTube wormhole of music production, I found this production duo, Take a Day Trip. Mm-hmm. Their sort of big hit was Mobamba last year.
1: Yeah, that's that, a viral hit. Yes.
0: So Take a Day Trip had some advice on how to make one of these tracks. So this is what they said about making Mobamba.
2: So on this sound, we used isotope vinyl, just take some of the bass out and kind of makes it sound a little bit more nostalgic. We just wanted to give it this like old feeling to it. And I really feel like that's a lot of the character of the song right there. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, so we need to make it even older and we need some vinyl, right? Okay, so I- I
1: and also tape.
0: You need, Yes, it has to be tape okay. and vinyl. So I pulled up my audio program, I pulled up the isotope vinyl, which kind of looks like a vinyl machine. Mm-hmm. Right? It's got these like knobs and sliders and like, it looks actually very similar to my record player at home. So we, like, we didn't, I then took this little loop that I made and I put it through even more old sound through vinyl. Remember, this is from Kmart. <laughs>
1: I would feel like I was in a fever dream at Kmart if I heard
0: this. (laughs) Yeah, okay, great. That's exactly what we want. Okay, so back to Take a Day Trip, they made another video where they talk about like basically everyone is using this essential plugin.
2: Usually we start by putting RC Retro Color on it and we just go through the different presets and turn some knobs until it sounds good.
0: So RC Retro Color. This is a tool that people use, I pulled it up as well, you can insert tape hiss, you can insert tape wobble, all sorts of fluctuations in the sound, make things to sound even older. And so, okay, we started with a cassette recording, we added vinyl, and then this had a preset for VHS.
1: At what point are you like, okay, this is old enough?
0: Well, let me play it for you, you can decide for yourself. (laughs) falling apart. right? This is like a VHS preset on a plug-in that is supposed to age things. So we've
1: gone from a tape cassette from yes. Kmart yes. to something that emulates a vinyl record, like the crackle and pop of a yes. vinyl record, and then ingested that through a VHS tape, which people watch videos on. Yes. It has nothing to do with audio i maybe. You Except could, that it just makes you feel like you're listening to. Y- yes, exactly. The 80s. Okay. Okay.
0: Finally, I, but I, I felt like this wasn't complete. I we went back to Oak and just asked him, there was like, there was one essential component missing.
2: I remember a long time ago, I did this record called Through the Door. It's a song about somebody who's listening to someone on the other side of the door, like they're separated. And so, in order to affect this idea, A portion of the track was filtered out, and by filtered out, I mean a section of the frequency of the track was turned down, so that you only heard the sort of more bassier side of the sound. Sort of to simulate, you know, what it would sound like if you heard something through a door.
0: Okay, so we need to go behind the door.
1: Through a door or under the water?
0: Yes, exactly. It's got to sound muted. I did one last thing. I put this through another extremely skeuomorphic piece of hardware, this analog filter software thing that is sort of imitating a Moog filter. This is what we finally got as as my evolution from Kmart, (laughs) Muzak, to (laughs) imitating these intros with Oak's filter fade. had to add a beat.
1: Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. You should sell that.
0: Does that help you think about how the sound comes about?
1: I think it does. And I think what's so fascinating right now is that that, that would fit in this playlist that I made. Completely. Nice, great. <laughs> only because all of the effects that are added on to a very simple instrumental right. are downgrading it to the point where it has this cozy, warm, vinyl crackle feeling, like you're listening to it in a living room or something right. like that. Right. Um, I think what's fascinating to me is how much that feels like such a, an of-the-moment sound, like it, it started six months ago and it's going to be out the door in three months. That's um, what I
0: assumed as well. I feel like when the trend happens, then it, it's a fad and eventually something else comes and takes its place, right? Yeah,
1: I, I listened to the playlist. I listened to all the songs. I was like, great, these are, you know, I'm gonna forget all of these songs in a couple of months and I'm kind of angry <laughs> that it, the trend is so obvious. I think that what, that's what happens to me is whenever I spot trends, I immediately like, why can't somebody come up with an original idea? I'm like the old, <laughs> the music Scrooge. Yeah. And then I start thinking about it and I start researching it, and I realize how long trends like this have been seeping under the surface and have been building to this moment. And in, in the case of this trend, yeah. I, I think it's almost a decade Like, I could even argue longer than that. But for me, it's like 10 years of three styles of music converging, playing off of each other, and ultimately landing in 2017, 2018, 2019, with almost pure saturation of pop music, of R&B, of hip hop. And it's all of the hits that we remember from each of these years.
0: relief with astapro go to astaproallergy.com for a discount that's a-s-t-e-p-r-o allergy.com uses directed for relief nasal congestion runny nose sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies
1: Um, and so what i want to start with the the first so there's three trends that i i've kind of pinpointed here the first is starting in like the mid-2000s with artists like kendrick lamar and j cole mac miller frank ocean all sort of coming to the fore and bringing jazz back into the world of hip hop and RB. so with kendrick you have i guess his first breakout album good kid mad city in 2012 and he has the song which you might remember oh
0: yeah That's great yeah so
1: this is like of, you kind of hear that trend a little bit but from
0: yeah, no, jazz at the end <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: <"What?" laughs> yeah it's it's a jazz guitar progression it's actually a sample from a Swedish R&B group from around the same year huh. so it's not a throwback jazz sample it's just sort of a current day jazz sample that he's added vinyl crackle to and at the end of that sample you might hear this sort of like plugged in synthesizer that sounds it goes woo. Like that. That
0: was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you.
1: You can sample that if you want. I oh, well. um, It'll cost $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> and so Kendrick is coming at hip hop from a jazz perspective. He's bringing jazz instrumentation, like the Rhodes piano, mm-hmm. the electric piano, mm-hmm. uh, jazz guitar, mm-hmm. and sampling music and making it feel warm and cozy and slow and, and sort of a little drunk. And so you also have artists like J. Cole doing the same thing. And I want you to pay attention to this. This is a sample from, I believe, a soul record from
0: 1979. Okay. That's a great loop.
1: So what do you hear there?
0: A lot of vinyl crackle
1: a lot of vinyl crackle. And mind you, in 2012, you can sample a vinyl record and cut all of that out, and likely you'll find a record that sounds super clean and it won't even have that. So my assumption here is that they added a lot of it back in to get that warmth and that coziness.
0: Or certainly, at least in the mixing stage, they didn't choose to remove it. Which Yeah, they definitely didn't maximized. choose to it. It is, This is a dusty hip-hop groove <laughs> like that sample back. Yeah. yeah,
1: this is very dusty. Yeah, um, This is uh, 2012, 2013, so this is, you know, safely six, seven years ago. Huh. The sounds that you're hearing are, they're slower, they're a bit more introspective, and at this point, um, hip-hop is Kind of shifting from these anthemic party EDM trap sounds to things that are a bit more introverted, that are a bit more emotional. Um, and actually, last year in 2018, the biggest uh, genre that that um, you know propelled its way to the the most sort of like stream genre of music was emo rap, which mm. is rap music that sort of is inspired by you know maybe an emo rock band from mm. the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm more introverted lyrics, things like that. And also production that sounds like a little drugged out, right. the ambient intro, right. as you will. Right, right. And so jazz, obviously, was a huge thing in the 90s hip hop, but right. is now sort of coming back through artists like Kendrick Lamar, right. um, even Frank Ocean, uh, J. Cole, et cetera. The other trend that is sort of coming to the fore at this point is trap music, like I mentioned, changing from the anthemic party to the more introverted, slowed down, drugged out artists like, uh, for instance, Future, his co- claim to fame, songs like Mask Off, which right. you know, reference you know, Percocet and things like that, right. also reflect that, that feeling yeah. in the, in the production. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I want to kind of do a little palette cleanser here, and let's listen to a mid-2000s trap song that has none of this. Woo,
0: woo, 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 woo. Not drunken, not slow. That's like energy.
1: It's energy, it's maximalist, clean. everything is clean, there's bells, yeah. everything is in the high frequency range, yeah. um, including the voice. And so, what has happened from this moment on, that was Rick Ross. What's happening at this point in time is trap music is changing from this to something that is slowed down and a bit more introspective. And I think the, the influence there is this sort of niche genre of music that came out of Houston called Chopped and Screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, a DJ DJ screw in the mid 90s decided to take any hip hop song and slow it down to the point where you get this like sort of woozy feeling. Um, so I'm gonna play yeah. his uh, his, Remix of a notorious
0: BIG song, Juicy. You got like the lowest voice in the world, you made even lower. Yeah.
1: Yeah, slowed down. So from 120 beats per minute, you're basically changing a song to 60 beats per minute, and everything is pitched down. Yeah. So DJ Screw passed away in 2000, and a lot of artists uh, like Two Chains and Juicy J were like, paying respects to him in terms of, like, their own production, but also, like, chopped and screwing their own albums and, and things like that. So you'd in the mid-2000s, you started getting, like, a chopped and screwed version of a Rihanna album, mm. and it would just be, like, the slowed-down version of a Rihanna song, mm. a slowed-down version of a 2 Chain song, things like that.
0: Okay, so we've got, like, we've got the jazz thing, we've got the chopped and screwed thing.
1: Yes, so I'm going to just play really quickly 2 Chain song that sort of emulates this chopped and screwed idea without oh, necessarily doing it.
0: everything slowed down and kind of like, yeah.
1: Yeah, it kind of reflects the idea that like you're listening to a song um, after you've taken a lot of drugs. (laughs) Right, right. Just like every, the world is slowing down. And I think this has happened in a lot of hip hop. Mm -hmm. Um, So the thing that's sort of like kind of coming through at the same time is the fact that Drake, an artist that everybody knows, Mm -hmm. is sort of coming into his own. So from 2009 to 2019, the last 10 years, Drake has not only climbed the charts, but has introduced a world of music to people that they've now sort of come to adopt. I want to play a 2009 song from Drake called Lust for Life. His producer, Noah Shabib, basically has this quote and I'm gonna read it because it's very interesting. He says, I wanted something that would be very dark, quiet and muddy and with vocals cutting through like a razor. So essentially his production philosophy from 2009 till now is to cut everything out of the frequency spectrum that Drake's voice would be. So like submerging everything underwater except for Drake's voice. And what you get in 2009 is a song that sounds like basically is the intros to songs today. You can hear like the distortion and the noise, but you can also hear things sort of like just kind of trickling down and feeling like they're submerged underwater. But today, as the past, it's funny when you come in there first. And then of course, big breakout hit started from the bottom. So this is right around the same time and of course, His whole production style for the last 10 years has been cutting out every frequency Mm. that would compete with Drake's voice. And not only that, incorporating all of these elements. So like on Drake's first big mixtape, So Far Gone, he pays huge respects to DJ Screw. He has a song that sort of reimagines one of his big hits. And now, you know, he's incorporating R and jazz. He's pl- using Rhodes pianos and jazz guitars to create beats. But not only that, you know, a dance hall song might still have this kind of crazy, wobbly intro. It would also, you know, tap into the world of Atlanta Trap. And so Drake is sort of this person that's sort of come through this moment, grabbed all of these influences and used them to his advantage very functionally. Mm-hmm. He wants his voice to be you know, center stage right. and all of the production to be slowed down and reflective and moody mm. and emotional. Huh. As much as I don't want to say this, we have Drake to thank for this great production. Oh, I
0: think we should say that. It's <laughs> great.
1: I've become a Drake fan in the last three weeks because yeah. I actually really enjoy this effect, mm-hmm. and I've sort of realized how much it makes my ears sort of tune into certain frequencies in, in music. Mm. Um, my, my question is, why is it so pervasive right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think maybe as like a closing thought, the, the reason why I think this, this sound continues to work is that so much contemporary popular music is, is loop-based. Whether it's a sample or it's just a chord progression, usually you get two, four, maybe eight-bar loops,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a loop gets boring. And one thing that happens when you start putting in wobble and underwaterness is that those are sort of natural inconsistencies that happen in that loop. Mm-hmm. And so your ear wants to keep listening because you don't know how it might change in just the subtlest ways. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there, even though it sort of seems like music technology is looking backward, it might actually just be speaking to what the human ear wants to hear more of, not just because it has that cool tape hiss, but those little inconsistencies feel more human.
1: I think that's that's a good wrap-up.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us for Switch on Pop. Great. Thank you, Estelle. This episode of Switched on Pop was recorded live at the annual Code Conference. Thank you to the whole Recode team. I want to say a special thanks to Estelle Caswell, Michelle Berg, and to Oak Felder. This episode of Switched on Pop was produced by me, Charlie Harding, and Estelle Caswell. Our mixing and engineering is done by Brandon McFarland. We're a production of Vox Media Podcast Network. Executive production by Nishat Kerwa and Alison Rocky. You can hit us up on social media at SwitchedOnPop on Instagram and on Twitter. We love getting your recommendations. We'll be back in another week with another episode. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.